Hello and welcome to another edition of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And uh, we are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. And we thank you for listening. If you're doing it on purpose, we really like you and thank you for listening. If you're doing it on accident, that's okay too. We appreciate you stumbling upon us. Uh, we hope you will enjoy this show. We, we talk about all kinds of stuff, topics, whether it's marriage and whether it's money. And we talk about sex and we don't talk about that enough. And then we, we talk about a bunch of things and we talk about it from a guy's perspective and we try to have some fun doing it. And uh, Kurt, how you doing this morning? Doing awesome, man. Good. Doing really good. You just yeah. got back from yeah, a little yeah, trip. Yeah, I, I just got back from Alaska, and I'm going to tell you what, man. We think we have men around here. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are like, they are like supermen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, we were just, you were telling me some of the stories, and I said, I have a problem finding, cleaning, and, and doing laundry. And these guys are living a rugged lifestyle out up in Alaska. I, I, you know, I stayed with a couple, and the, the, the wife, it was a homesteader. And so her parents, she grew up in going to Alaska and where she, they, they, they got five acres of land. The Alaskan government gave them the land and they literally had no running water and lived off the land. Man. I mean, they caught it, fished it, uh, found it, killed it, um, only thing grew I'm trying it. To, only thing I'm trying to find it. is a drive through that's the only thing I'm looking for. There was no such thing as drive-through. You know, Thanks. and her daughter, her daughter said, "Mom, you never taught us some of this stuff." And she goes, "Because I did so much of it growing up." She goes, "I was so worn out with all of it." Yikes! <laughs> well, we thank you for listening, and we're back uh, up and going here, and we're taping this. Uh, we tape these on Tuesdays, and they air the following weekend. And it, it's it, tomorrow is March, right? And I love March. There's a couple of things I like about March. First thing I think about is March Madness. It's basketball season. We're we tape in Louisville, Kentucky, and we're basketball junkies here. So it's basketball. Uh, it's spring, uh, and then it's also the beginning of Lent, which is one of my favorite because of fish fries. I love going to my old Catholic church that I grew up in. They got the best fish sandwiches, and I always look forward to those fish sandwiches. And Dan, that's that's your background too. Did you, did, yeah, are you I'm sitting here guy? laughing because yeah, yeah, they, they do make good fish. Oh products. man, they really do. So yeah, so March is the time that the Lent begins, but we start, you know pointing our direction to Easter season. Yeah. It's a great time of year. All those things are happening. The weather's turning. But yeah, we start looking in the direction of Easter, and I couldn't think of a more appropriate guest today to start our Lenten season. Yeah, this is uh, Dan, it is <laughs> awesome to have you. Dan Spader, it is super. It's great being here. Great um, being here. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for, uh, you know, so, okay, we got to just pick your, <laughs> pick your brain on, uh, because of all the people, all the classes that I've ever taken, I, you are the person who... I, I just knows the more about the life of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus than anybody that I know. Well, God's good. God's good. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, I, I would say up in Alaska, I mean, on a farm in South Dakota where I grew up, a pig farmer, uh, you'd go out and kill it and drag it back in the cave. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we had an outhouse on our farm growing up as a kid. I remember when we got heat upstairs where we slept in the farmhouse so uh you know i can identify with those alaskan people my upbringing on the farm in south dakota and now, uh, you are one of how many kids 16 kids 16 wow. one six yeah one, one six. six and it's interesting with those all my brothers and sisters names except the oldest two begin with d so we were always going to call the youngest in the family done <laughs> 
I mean, that really was the strategy. And and so my dad had a small airplane on a farm, and number 16 child was born, uh, flew my mom off to the hospital. It was only the last two were born in a hospital. Came back, first question, here was a boy, is it done, is it done? And dad looked up, kind of that twinkle in his eye, and said, no. We didn't call him, call him Dallas. He said, how come? Well, Dad says, I think we might have a few more yet. <laughs> wow. And then the kids came back and said, Dad, even if you have more, we could call him done number one, done number two, done number three. Or someone said it could have been overdone, underdone. But yeah, my third daughter, Christy, was grandchild number 70 for my parents. 70. My 70. So. Wow. That's, that's you know, uh, Ch- Chad, I mean, you just announced uh, number six boy. Yeah, we're going to have six our sixth oh, wow. boy in August. And can I'm, can- and I'm doing Doing the math here only we were, 10 more to go yeah we were trying to think of a, a middle name i think his middle name could be done, his name be done. <laughs> wow that's impressive oh uh, well dan uh let's let's talk about jesus because yes. uh you love to talk about jesus mm-hmm. and I, I remember i i was a youth pastor back at, graduated from moody in 1991 and uh you know, you're all gung-ho and ready to go but i i didn't know a lot about the life and ministry of jesus and so, as we talk with guys today, um, how did you get started on really, really being captivated by the life and ministry of Jesus? Yeah, well, I went to engineering school, and I literally say the Lord saved me out of engineering, because <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been very good at it. But came to Christ through radical conversion and a fraternity house after a keg party on December 17th, 1970 at 9.43 p.m. I mean, it was a radical coming to Christ. Uh, quickly began to share faith with others, knew nothing about the Bible. I remember being asked once, uh, would I share my testimony but use some Old Testament scriptures? And I said, well, I don't have an old Bible. I just got a new one. I mean, I didn't know the difference between the Old and New Testament when I came to Christ. Went off to Bible school. Professor challenged me with the fact that Christ's initial disciples, because I was working part-time as a youth pastor in a small church, could have been teenagers. And that just turned my view of Jesus upside down because as a 20 year old I knew he was about 30 so I thought he was a bunch of he was an old guy with a bunch of old disciples and it didn't relate to a 20 year old that caused me to begin to study chronologically the life of Jesus what did he do first year what did he do second year what did he do third year and just to try to put together the real Jesus that walked on this earth and, and God kind of uniquely wired me that. We called our youth group Sun Life because we we're just trying to figure out the son's life. What was the real Jesus mm. like that walked on this earth? Not our caricature him, but the real Jesus. Yeah, because we, we, we kind of, we, we know, okay, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Yeah. And we know yep. that, you know, he, you know, as we talk, yep. celebrate Easter here, as we approach yep. the, the Easter season. But there's so much more. There's so much more. Well, and 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 uh, here, here's my picture on this: in that we've in America, especially, I, I spend a lot of time around the globe. But in America, especially, um, we make Jesus in our own image, mm-hmm. but we make him Superman. We never make him uh, fully man like us. We make him Superman. You know, he looks human, but boy, when he goes in a phone booth, sucks on that kryptonite, he comes out and flies through the air and uh, does the the supernatural things. Well, that is faulty theology. That's not the real Jesus. Mm -hmm. The real Jesus walked on this earth was fully human. And and to me, that was a game changer when I began to see that in Jesus. The scripture says there's nothing in him that we would be drawn to him. He was not six foot five, tall, dark, and handsome with blue eyes like you see in all the movies of Jesus. I think he was probably maybe a little bit smaller, uh, 
probably not good in looking in appearance, but he was a man's man. Mm. Uh, he was, because remember when, when uh, J- John asked Jesus, who do you say I am? Uh, and, and said, well, some people say you're Elijah. Well, that's not a wimp. Or John the Baptist or Jeremiah. No, people were saying Jesus was one of the man's man of the Old Testament. I mean, he was, there was nothing in him was wimpy. And yet he was gentle and meek. Uh, he was man as God intended man to be. And, and that's what I'm consumed with, getting to know that real Jesus, fully human, fully God, but also fully human that walked on this earth. What was he like in his humanity? That's, uh, you know, when, when you think about him and his humanity, um, that we, we, we're not taught that much. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up in church, yeah, and we're not, we're not, we, that's not emphasized. It's a game changer because he got tired, he wept, he had to set priorities, he struggled with the demands of people in his life, and, and I love how Philippians two five in a new century says, "We're to think and act just like Jesus." So it's one thing to learn to act like Jesus, but it's another th- thing to wrestle with. What was he thinking in this story? Jesus thinks so different than I think. That's mm. why he was without sin. Uh, how can I learn to think like Jesus about the widow caught in a, a woman caught in adultery or the, you know, the r- religious Pharisees? How can I think like Jesus? That's what's profound to me. That's um, that's amazing. We're gonna we're gonna um, continue to unpack this because I I love. I, I remember when I first met you, I, I'm like, wow, I have never thought of Jesus like this. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're going we're gonna to need to take a break here shortly. But um, We're going to take a break, and I can't think of another. Like I said, if you've never heard Dan before, you can hear he's, he's moderately passionate <laughs> about Jesus. <laughs> uh, but Easter can be so caught up in the culture of Christianity or the culture of America and, and bunnies and baskets and dressing up and all of those things, and there's nothing really wrong with those things. But if you miss Jesus, you missed everything. And Easter should be the biggest deal in our lives if you follow Jesus. It should be the season that is celebrated as much. And that's just my opinion, but uh, in regards to the person of Jesus. And if you really want to celebrate Easter, knowing Jesus is not, it, it's a prerequisite. You must know about the man Jesus. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and uh, talk more about the life of Jesus this coming Easter, for coming Easter season and then on our everyday lives here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And if you want to hear our shows in their entirety, you can go to furtherstillministries.org and you can click on the little microphone and you can go directly to all of our podcasts. We've got about 50 plus shows we've done over the past year plus and uh, covering a wide range of topics. So if you are interested in hearing this show in its entirety, go there. You can go to Facebook, you can go to iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio. Radio, and uh, we're talking about the life of Jesus today with Dan Spader and this Easter season. And I tell you what, I love Easter again, love the weather, love the the goodies and the food that comes along with it. But one of the great Easter presents you can give your your wives, men, is new flooring. And if you need to give her new flooring, you need to go to Carol Rogers Carpet One. They have the best flooring in town in regards to the hardwood carpet, you name it, they've got it. Also, Ellen and Credit Union, we want to thank them. Vision First and Country Lake Christian Retreat Center. All of those folks have partnered with us as a show to help us make us uh, possible to be on air. 
and also to have a commercial-free podcast. So we thank you for listening. Thank them for sponsoring our show. We hope you would thank them by using their products and services. So, Dan, we, we, we get to talk about Jesus, and I, mm-hmm. I'm amazed at how he poured his life into the, into the disciples and how they watched him, you know, follow his example. Because I, I back in the day, I used to read 1 John over and over again, and yes. I never understood 1 John 2, 6. yes. Well, and a profound verse, a profound verse. First John 2, 6, if any of us claim, and that's a legal term, claim, to be in Christ, it's the word legal. It literally means any of us claim legal to be connected to Christ. We must, imperative, we must walk as Jesus walked. And to me, the key word in that, would, when I begin to really wrestle with that, is the word as. Mm. We must walk as Jesus walked. Because here's the thing. Uh, 35, 40 years of studying the life of Christ is my primary passion. And, and I say that, that's just not the red letters of the Bible because all scriptures point to Jesus. So mm-hmm. you find him in Genesis, you find him in Revelation. But, but Christ said over 40 different times, 40 different ways, walk as I walk, do what I did, follow the pattern I gave you. Mm-hmm. Now, for years that messed my head up because I can't do it. He's God, I'm not. And that's because I had a faulty understanding of the real Jesus. When he added humanity to his deity, became flesh and dwelt among us, he did what he did, not by using his God card. He did what he did through the Holy Spirit. He said, I do nothing of my own. It's the Father in me who does it through me. Through prayer, 45 times he slipped away to pray, 33 different instances. He in his humanity didn't know what to do next but he knew where to get the next steps. That that's, is, that's powerful. Well, and that's true of any of us as men. <laughs> I don't know how to lead my family. I don't know how to do things in a ministry I lead or where I work, but I know the one who knows the next step to take. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus was. That's why the busier Jesus became, the more he prayed. Not the less. Not that we could learn anything from that. But, I mean, that was Jesus. He did what he did through the Holy Spirit, through prayer and the word. The word. So many of us have this picture of Jesus, a little baby. He was downloaded with all biblical data and never had to study or learn the scriptures. That's not true. He he increased in wisdom and stature. He said, whatever the father Mm. taught me, I taught you. What I learned from my father, I gave to you. Even going to the cross, Jesus learned more about the cross that was coming his way. Mm. And, And so we can do what Jesus did if we walk as Jesus walked through it depends upon the Holy Spirit, prayer, and the scriptures. And boy, when we get that, we'll then we come to another verse that Jesus said, no, you can even do greater things than I did. <laughs> I wonder how many men listening to this, because I did not believe this for years, believe I could do more than Jesus. And, and the answer to that is reason simple. How can we do more than Jesus? Because mm-hmm. Jesus had four years to multiply the investment of his life in others. By God's grace, we have 14 years or 40 years ahead of us to do that. So we can do greater things than Jesus did if we walk as Jesus walked. And that is a game changer when men begin to understand that. Well, uh, how, how, so unpack that a little bit more. Walk as Jesus walked. What Jesus did on this planet, he did not do by using his God card. Matter of fact, I always say that if you understand the real Jesus, he never dipped into his deity to live out his humanity. 
whoa. Now, that, that is the most complex of all theologies, but, but listen to that. Never less than God, he chose to live his life never more than man. Hmm. That's theologically correct statement. So what does that mean? The miracles Jesus did, he did not do by using his God card. He did through the power of the Holy Spirit word and prayer. He, so what you're saying is that when he fed the 5,000, yes, he, he was led by the Holy Spirit and he was moved by the Spirit yes. to, to do this miracle yes. right there and then. And, and, and he said himself, I do nothing of my own initiative. It's the Father in me who does it through me. Acts 2.22 says the miracles which God did through him. You see, God still does miracles through people. Mm-hmm. But our job is to be a clean vessel through whom God can do what God wants to do. And, and to any of the men listen, anybody listening, God wants to do the miraculous through you. Now, I'm not talking miracle signs and wonders, even though some of you, God may use you that way. It may be a miracle of making a divine connection. It may be the miracle mm. of building a relationship with somebody who changes their eternal destiny. God wants mm. to do the supernatural through you. And it's not us, it's not me. I can't do this. Jesus said, I can't do this. I do nothing of my own initiative, five times Jesus said. And, and, and that to me is profound. He was mm. man as God intended man to be, the second Adam. You see, here's our problem. We compare Jesus to us. <laughs> well, we never make him like us, we make him better than us. So we make him Superman. That's faulty beginning. Jesus is not us. We're not fully human in our present state. We're fallen humans. Mm. Jesus, now listen to this, Jesus was more like Adam before Adam's sin than he is like us in our sin. Mm. You see, Jesus was the second Adam. He was man as God intended man to be. Adam came into a perfect world, chose to sin, and passed down the sin nature. Jesus came into a sin-soaked world and always chose to obey and pass down a righteousness to us. Okay, so Dan, I'm, I, I, I've, I'm not for sure I fully yeah. get that. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and it's, so it's, I'm like, okay, yeah, but I grew up in a, in a pagan family. My mom and dad didn't teach me anything about Jesus. How, how do I follow him? I, I think we look at Jesus as a model. We live a cleansed life. The moment we sin, we deal with it. Mm. Ask God to, by his spirit to take control again. We live a cleansed life. We stay in his word. We study his word. We meditate on his word. And we pray. Ask him to do the work through us. We submit ourselves to his leadership. That's how what man was intended to be. Mm. None of this go out, you can do whatever you want to do. No, you can do what God wants to do through you as you walk, as Jesus walked. And, and so we've got, to, we've got to understand real humanity is being a vessel, clean vessel, dependent upon the spirit and prayer through whom God can do what God wants to do. Now watch the miraculous happen. What you're describing is walking with Jesus. Yeah, walking as Jesus walked. That's for John. But walking with Jesus, with his Holy Spirit, with prayer dependent upon him. It's, it's not complicated, but it's hard. 
It is because what we want to do is take we want is take control, and we want to religious, you know, yeah. uh, what I make it a yeah. religious, ex, uh, uh, you know, uh, to yeah. dos yeah. and yeah. don'ts. Yeah, and this is a lifelong learning process. You don't get this overnight, but but I call this the son's life. Mm. The Christian life is simple. Jesus said, "Don't be led straight from the simplicity and purity of tr- truth." The Christian life is simple. The Christian life is impossible. You can't do it. It's God who wants to do it through you. It's Christ in you, the spirit in you living through you. So the Christian life is simple. The Mm. Christian life is impossible. You can't do it. But the Christian life third is the Christ in you living his life through it. So be a clean vessel. Trust him, live by faith, and allow him to do the miraculous. And then pray for that miraculous. Mm. Ask I, him to show up. So, so really, I mean, and that's why Jesus says, come to me. Exactly. Exactly. That's why follow said, me. That's why he says to his disciples, follow me. In, in the Great Commission, we're told to do what he did. In essence, make disciples, make disciples. But at the end of the Great Commission, there's a second imperative in the text, second command. The first command is to make disciples, do what Jesus did. That's what, really what that means. But the second imperative is a little Greek word, adu, which we translate as, lo, I'm with you always, or behold, I'm with you always, in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission. That literally means, keep your eyes on me, follow me, but then imitate me. Follow and imitate, follow and imitate, follow and imitate. So I studied the scriptures to imitate, and I meet with him daily to follow. And it's that one-two combo Mm. that when we realign our lives to mirror the, the, the character and priorities of Jesus, we now become dangerous in God's hand. How can a pig farmer from South Dakota, a little boy, first to come to Christ in that family, how can I have disciples in 111 countries around the world? And I don't say that in any boasting way because I lead Global Youth Initiative where 111 countries around the world. It's not me. It's totally not me. Just ask my wife. She'll tell you. It is not me. <laughs> I am just a simple man, a simple pig farmer South Dakota who early on learned the importance of trying to imitate the character and priorities of Jesus. And now 45 years later, I've been able to see, and I say this so carefully because it's not me, I've been able to see greater things than Jesus did in that sense because there are disciples in 111 countries around the globe. That is so not me. Don't, and please don't misunderstand me saying that. It is not me. Every morning I make, wake up, and marvel that what Jesus said is true. Mm, what he said yeah. true. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back good. and talk more about this, about the character and priorities of Jesus and what that, is, that looked like in our life guys who are just slipping through life and, and doing things, how can we make that the miraculous and the supernatural part of our life? We're going to talk more about that here in a minute with Dan Spader and uh, on Solid Steps Radio. 